Support for Criminal comes from Capital One. Ready for a new ride but not sure where to start? Meet the tool that makes car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. You'll get your real rate and monthly payment without even impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Autonavigator. This episode contains adult language. Please use discretion. So there's this app that you could download in 2012 that would broadcast police scanner activity um, around you. And there was a period of time in late 2012 and early 2013 where the third busiest community where people were listening to police activity was New York. And the second busiest was Los Angeles. And the first busiest place where people were listening to find out what crimes were happening was Accomack County, Virginia, because everybody was listening for the arsonist. This is stuff that movies are made of. These, you know, these hallmark made-for-TV movies. I mean, it was... You know, we got lots of stuff. People offered volunteer firefighters from Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, offered to come here and help us. And we're like, nah, stay home, dude. Just don't get in this mess. We had offers for fuel, equipment, and I'm, I'm stunned. I'm actually stunned that out of those fires, no fire truck ever rolled over and any firefighters were hurt. This is Jeff Bell. In 2012, he was the fire chief of a small volunteer fire department in Tasley, Virginia. He says for most of that year, it was business as usual. He and his crew handled about two fires a week. Here's author and journalist Monica Hesse. On November 12th, the the volunteer fire departments of Accomack County got a call for a fire that at first seemed pretty routine. It was an abandoned house that had suddenly gone up in flames. And... um, Nobody knew why it had gone up in flames. It didn't have electricity. It didn't have, it it wasn't occupied, but it was a dry night. A lot of kids or teens were out maybe lighting bonfires. So at the time, it just seemed like this is an abandoned house that's caught on fire. We'll put it out and go on with the rest of our lives. They put out the fire. They all get back to their to their fire departments. They all start putting away their hoses and taking off their equipment and they're tired and they're sooty. And just as they're beginning to wrap up, they get another alert for another fire. The second fire that night was reported 12 miles away from the first. A woman had stepped outside to let her dog out and seen flames. Two abandoned farm buildings on her property were burning down. The firefighters headed back out. And then, less than 10 minutes after that, a third call came in. And then they have three in a row in one night, and what first had seemed like a routine call suddenly starts to feel like a very odd evening. You know, as one of the firefighters described it to me, after the third fire, she just looked at her, her colleagues and sort of said, oh, so it's one of those nights. But they thought one of those nights meant it's some kids acting up, it's some, you know, drunk high school students getting into trouble. At that point, they knew it was weird, but they really didn't know what they were getting into. 
The very next night, a fourth fire was reported, then a fifth and a sixth. One of the fire department officials describes coming home from his fourth or fifth and thinking, what is going on in my neck of the county? So he starts calling around. He starts calling around to his, his chiefs and other who work for other departments and saying, I had, I had a fire tonight. Did you have a fire tonight? And when everybody says, yeah, we did, what's going on? At that point, he calls, he calls the fire marshal 